You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. So it's my Amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to another broadcast on When Christmas Speak Talk Radio. Today's broadcast, of course, is R3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk. I believe my brothers are joining in with me as I speak. Uh, just uh, let me know whoever I'm lying so far. Okay. Who's that? Okay, Elston and Cleophis? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, brothers. So, yeah, we're about to get started in a few minutes. I think Brother uh, um, Antonio just joined me. Yeah. Um, uh, but, okay. All right. So, we're about to get started. We want to welcome, welcome you to another uh, broadcast for our three real life, real men, uh, real talk with the awesome brothers. Brother, I'm not sure um, Brother Tyrone would be joining us or not, but with myself, Elston, Cleopas, Antonio, and Tyrone, amen. Uh, I sent a brother. The brother a message earlier, and I wanted to talk about um, brothers' unity, and uh, that's probably going to be our, our main topic. And it may last for a couple of months because when you think about unity, there's so many different parts to it. And the fact is that um, in the world that we live in now, man, that you 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 see a, you, you don't see it a lot from the church to family uh, to the elected officials to all the above, you know, and. We live in the time, you know, that those things can take place. So before we get before we do get get into the broadcast, I want to remind everybody that uh, Hister Brown and Grace uh, with Minister Vanessa Williams every Tuesday at 7 p.m. declaring the finished work of Reverend Pat Randall is Thursday at 12 noon. Uh, of course, I do Friday Night Joy at 7 p.m. Uh, uh, Bread of Life uh, with me is only uh, two Sundays in a month right now. Uh, it's the first Sunday and the fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan. It's every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Our monthly broadcasts are as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful with Reverend Novena Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, Minister Jordana Cunningham. Uh, I know I just missed somebody. Yep. That's it, right? Uh, it's every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration, who has a broadcast coming up next Monday, not this Monday, but next Monday, with the evangelist Louis McElwain. It's every third Monday of the month. Marriage Takeover, which is next Sunday, the Body of One with Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. It's every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Amen. And of course, Reverend Gwen does a, a prayer, amen, called Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. It's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. The dialing number is 641-715-3580. That's his code is 732-499. Amen. I want to uh, encourage you to go check out our website, com and our Facebook, different Facebook pages, amen, that are going on. Amen. But for right now, let's go open up in prayer. Father God, we just come and say, just, God, we, God, we just want to come and say thank you. This has been a good day, God, that you have given us a day, Lord Jesus, that we are still in the land of the living, that we are still, God, 
have the capacity to praise and to worship your name. God, we are still in a place, God, that we can seek after you and know, Father, that you hear us. We just want to come and give you all the glory and all the honor for the things that you are doing in our life and the things that you will do in our life. We want to present ourselves to you, Heavenly Father, today as as a living epistle among men. The man can see you and not us. We want to be able to present ourselves to you, Lord Jesus, that you will use in the way that you receive fit. That whatever you tell us to do, to go left or to go right, we will do so obediently, God. We give this group of men to you, God. You know their private prayers. They don't know when us know about us, for you and them. We pray, God, that you will continue to encourage them, continue to open up doors for them, continue to heal, God, and continue to allow them to be a mouthpiece for such a time as this. We are grateful forever for what you have done in our life. We thank you for this broadcast. And for this reaching out to not just the men, but the men and women, both young and old, God, we are grateful and at your mercy, Lord Jesus, that we will only speak those things that you've given us to speak that might be, God, the, the, the um, breaking down the strongholds, the tearing down the strongholds, and, and uh, anything and everything that comes up against the authority that you have established. We thank you for the topic that you have given us today about unity. Truly, we're living today in the, 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 the spirit of unity, Lord Jesus. We pray that we will, will try to will go forward. We pray that we would reach it, Lord Jesus, and hold on to it. We do pray this prayer in Christ Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Again, brothers, how you doing? How's everyone? How's everyone? Amen. 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 Just want to welcome everybody again to the broadcast. If you desire, we are broadcasting live, so you have desire to call in. The number is six four six four seven eight zero six six zero. Also, if you would like to make a comment, we did did open it up. Just press the number one, and I, that will put you in the studio, and I will know that you want to have something to say. Amen. So, brother, let's go ahead and get started about unity, man. I, I did see you. Um, a few scriptures. I know that you, some of you probably came up with some others and stuff, you know. But uh, before we get to, let's talk about you. Let's talk about the definition of unity. And we're going to ask each one of you to sort of like talk, give us a definition of what you think unity is. Well, not think, but what you feel like the unity is. Uh, starting from Reverend Elston. I mean, Elston first. Oh, man. I knew you were going to start with me. I knew it. <laughs> of course. Mm, mm, mm. All righty. Well, um, unity. I think unity is when um, uh, whether people or things come together in you know, one accord to have one one mind, um, um, one goal, one task, one mission. When they come together to to uh, fulfill a mission or a task. Uh, think about the 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 ants when they. Um, when they are going to form a home or when they're going out to get um, uh, food for the queen at home or um, they all work together to accomplish that one goal is to either build a home or bring in food or whatever. They work together. So the task is not hard. So I just believe you see is when, when, when things can come together to fulfill 
one task or one mission, whether it's people or whether it's uh, things or or creatures, uh, things are unified. Um, um, they will come together and to complete a task. Amen. Now I'm done. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Um, uh, brother, brother Antonio. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, my definition of unity is um, when a group of individuals uh, come together and they put aside their own uh, agendas, they put aside their feelings, and they work together, uh, just like it was mentioned before, for a common vision, a common mission, a common purpose. And they produce a result that everyone is on one accord with and everyone is happy with. Um, just thinking about the unity aspect, I just served jury, du- jury duty uh, not too long ago. And as a jury, we all had to put our personal differences, our personal beliefs. We had to put our own uh, backgrounds on the back burner and be unified as one, as a collective jury in unity to come up with a verdict that everyone agreed upon and everyone was satisfied with. So uh, I not only came up with that definition based on that, but that's a definition that I've uh, come to know and uh, come to define throughout my whole life. And Brother Cleophus, uh, anything else you want to add? Um, I think both of those gentlemen have hit the hit the nail on the head. I think unity is a state of being one. <clears throat> um okay. you know, I think back to when I was in boot camp, uh, you know, you had eighty or so men in a in a squad and, and um you know, we would go out for drills and the drill instructors were drilling to us, man, you know, when we were marching to have when that hill came down it didn't sound like a machine gun, but it sounded like one. And when it came down and it sounded like one boot hitting the ground and it was 80 men strong and one boot hitting the ground, it was a powerful noise and a powerful sound. And I think that's what happens with with us when we become one. The Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? So I think when you have unity, there's more power in unity and when everybody come on the same accord and agree. Amen. Amen. So you you've heard the definitions of the the, the, the unit, and all the brothers are one hundred percent correct, and even using some life experiences uh, to to reflect back on the uh, on the unity uh, factor. One of the things that's um uh, as we all know this in the Bible is in Psalms one thirty three verse one it says that behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And I know there's another part of that scripture. That I didn't pull that out. But uh, when you got brothers can pull up, pull, up, pull up the next part of that, because that, that's important too. <laughs> Amen. That was Psalms 133, verses 1. It says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I mean, when there is no, you'll know, um, in life, when things are not in unity, then there's, it's dysfunctional. Okay, there's chaos. There's all kinds of things that are uh, uh, going all around us, and and, uh, and unless the unity is put back in place, where some of the words that we use, being on one accord, or being in agreement, you know, or, or in other words, I would use it being in sync, 
something take place. You know, and that, and as believers, man, uh, we 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 need to be in unity. Uh, uh, in, in when it comes to uh, I, just my personal belief, when it comes to the things of Christ, you know, we we we're now, we're, we're, let me say it like this: we won't always uh, agree on certain issues, but there needs to still be has to be a certain amount of unity in order for us to move forward. Okay, uh, when there's unity, for me, I believe that uh, uh, there's uh, moving forward take place in our lives. Okay, and uh, that's I mean that's that's one thing, but I also want to uh, unless everybody got something else they want to add, I also want to talk about because when I when I when I was um, getting ready for this and looking at the notes and studying it, I was like, man, unity covers every aspect of our life. And what I want you to, you brothers now to do for me is just name some aspects of, that you think the unity. And I mean, we know the, the church, but name some different places that, you, that unity comes into play. In your family. In yeah. Your, in your household, in your family. You know, if if you're going in different directions and then your your finances could be messed up, your relationship could be messed up. You know, so there needs to be unity in that. And I think a big part of unity uh, that will cause a breakdown in unity is communication. You know, mm-hmm. There needs to be communication between the family or between individuals. You know, you can never come to an agreement or uh, become unified if you don't understand what the goal is, or, you know, what the vision is. Uh, for the house, so I think it's important that uh, in order to have unity, there has to be an understanding and a, and a, and a belief in the vision that's uh, that's placed before you. Amen. Anyone else? Yeah, I would definitely have to say uh, in the workplace, uh, because uh, just speaking of my experience, uh, my team has to work with 15 other teams to produce uh, uh, the completion of certain projects, and these projects are multi-million dollar projects. So if we're all not in unity with each other, then the project won't get done, and then, of course, there's going to lead to other consequences associated with it. So uh, definitely from a uh, work perspective or a business perspective, you might be an entrepreneur, and you might partner with different other businesses, but if you're not in unison with each other, if you don't have that unity, then that business deal that might have been a great proposition will turn out bad. And, of course, there's consequences. You could lose money, you could use partnerships, and you could possibly face legal action associated with that. So those are my instances. So you need unity. Okay. Brother Elsa. Um, that's I mean the family and in, in in the marketplace is pretty much where you need unity. So okay. I don't have anything else to add. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, family marketplace. Let me ask you guys a question. What about when it comes to men dealing with men? Okay, not not they're not they're not working. Maybe they're just friends, or uh, you know, um, uh, maybe they might not even be part of other family. But what about when it comes to us? Uh, and 
together, okay, or dealing with each other. You know, is unity important or is not important? Because it's some, like I stated earlier, sometimes you can be in a situation where you and you probably hear people say this lot where I agree to disagree. Is that a is that unity or that's not? Is it disunity? That's where ununity. I can't remember which word it is. So let me feel, let, give me some feedback off of that. What about when it comes to each other? Well, as brothers, well, I think unity is always important for um, for any relationship, any group, any any organization, any uh, living organization. Unity is is important because everything functions as togetherness. Even our bodies, where our, our bodies put together, is unified. I mean, um, the everything works together. Even though everybody, even though each body part has a different job, but it's still working together, you know, working together to to keep the body functioning. So, any organization, any group, any relationship needs unity. And yeah, they can you can disagree, um, but if you disagree, but still continue to to keep the mission intact in, in and in the front forefront. Um, then you still unified. So if I'm in a group of group of men, and a group of men say, "Hey, we need to go right," but I think we should go left, you know. But I'm gonna go right with them, even though I think we should go left. I think we should go left. I feel like we go left, but you know, just so I can be unified, just so because I could be wrong, then I could agree or disagree and still go to the right with and still go with. Everybody else, my actions will show that I I agree with them, but in my heart, in my mind, I can disagree, and that right. that can happen. You know, you still can be supportive, um, and like I say, your your um, you may say left, and left could be totally wrong, or you could be right. And then when you support, you know, the group support where everybody goes right, then they find out that it is wrong. Oh, we shouldn't go right. We should go left. Elsa said, "Go left." Okay, cool. Let's all go left. You know, our fault. Let's go. And guess what? Even though we have missed the wrong turn, but we still are unified. We're still together. We still respect each other's um, decision, and and still get the task done, the mission done, as one. Um, without any agendas, I'm not saying we should go left because I feel like I'm the man or. Or that I know I'm always right, you know. I'm saying left because I'm trying to protect the organization. However, if I'm wrong, then I'm I'm wrong, and then we can keep moving. Mm-hmm. So, but you need you, you need unity for every organization, every relationship. You need unity, even if it's just a husband and wife, just two people. You still need to be unified. Okay. Anyone want to add to it before I say anything else? Yeah, I think uh, when you think about unity and you think about from a brother-to-brother perspective, um, I think unity also helps in the aspect of accountability. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because when you think about unity as a brother, I'm looking at you to hold me accountable if I'm going in the right path or not. And if I'm not going in the right path, because we have unity and an understanding that we're going to watch each other's back, I expect you to hold me accountable if I'm going off the wrong path. And because we have, again, unity, 
then I'm able to receive what you're actually saying to me and then actually implement uh, the guidance that you're giving to me. Um, so um, when we're all on one page, on one accord, uh, with, uh, when one of the scriptures said they were all on one accord, so when we're all, all on one accord, we're able to not only unify and try to help each other to achieve wherever goals and wherever vision that God has given us, but we're also able to hold us accountable to ensure that we move forward with those with that God given vision and those goals, whether it's for our family, whether it's for our careers, whether it's for our ministry, um, anything. Um, we're able to hold each other accountable. So unity is very important. Uh, just mm-hmm. within the body of Christ, um, just from a family, from a ministry, from a um, business, career aspect, and just for personal. Because uh, when you think about men, uh, I think you said it, uh, you had a great for- verse, uh, Ray, when you said how good it is when men dwell together in unity. We're, you know, just think about if all men, I mean, we're not all going to agree on the same things, but uh, because we have unity, we can kind of compromise. Uh, I think that's another aspect, another benefit of unity is we're not always going to see eye to eye, but are we able to compromise and come with a solution that kind of helps everyone to keep moving forward because that's the key, to keep moving forward. Uh, so we use that in our marriages. We use that at work. We use that with our friendships. So unity and accountability can sometimes help us with uh, coming up with compromise ideas and solutions to keep pressing forward to what the overall vision is. Amen. I want to, I think we lost Brother Cleo, who you probably call back in a minute. No, I'm still here. Oh, you still here? Who did we lose? Two, two, I'm, four, zero. I'm taking it all okay. in. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I saw a couple of numbers drop. That's what I was wondering. All right. Yeah. Um Okay, uh, what you got anything to add, bro? Um, I, I, I agree with uh, brother Austin and brother Antonio, and I agree with you. Um, I, okay. I think okay. I think a lot of times when you when you unit when there's unity, especially among among brothers, um, unity can can eliminate chaos and can eliminate strife and can eliminate uh, backbiting, um, can eliminate second guessing. You know, when when you're when you and I. Uh, on the same page and we know what our goal is and we're pushing forward for our goal um, and we're united on it. Um, there is no, there is no second guess and we both believe the same thing and we're working toward the same goal. So I think unity among brothers is, is, is particularly um, um, important. I think that there's a lot of, uh, um, I don't know the proper word. I don't know if it's, uh, Disunity or, or, mm-hmm. or non-unity, mm-hmm. but I right, think there is right. a lot of that within the body of Christ. You know, we kind of say that we all want the same thing and we all want uh, have the same goals, but I, sometimes I think we're we're not unified in that because the ultimate goal is this: is to is to do what our last command was to go out and make disciples in the world. You know, be disciples right. and make disciples and and bring people to to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Um, and sometimes I think we're not unified in that because other uh, our own personal goals and aspirations sometimes get in the way, which causes us not to be unified. Right. 
Also, I want to uh, I want to add, um, Brother Aston is the one that I lost. I mean, I want to add that when, when he was speaking um, um, earlier, he there's two things I want to talk about. One of the things he talked about, what I was thinking about, is that sometimes when it comes to unity, or especially when it comes to the group setting, whether it's men or whatever, uh, one of the, the, the enemies of unity uh, is uh, ego, okay? Uh, uh, because uh, someone with a, that has the and that has the ego ego can disrupt the group to the point that it's a, like either you do it my way or the highway. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. and, and we probably heard that growing up. <laughs> so much of, you know, probably heard that term like either you do it my way or the highway. In my case, I probably used to stand it a few times. I'm knowing um, that, especially to our spouse or whatever, you know, in, in my case and stuff, not knowing the the, the, the the issues and the trials and the, the problems that when we make statements like that, uh, what it costs, okay? Because it will disunity, uh, as you said earlier, it, it will call um, chaos, you know? It will call someone, it, it questions in and brings in the focus about loyal, being loyal to it, to something that everybody else is involved with or being lackadaisical about it or, or not taking it serious. To a point where you just, you know, you you you're outside of the, the of the group when you really should be inside of the group. Okay, you really should be moving forward and everything. And some people, um, if once they feel like if it's not done their way, then they say, okay, well, I don't really want to have anything to do with it, and they walk away. Okay, yeah, and they walk away in most cases from something that God have a desire for them to do, but ego or Flesh a lot of times get in the way. One other thing, the Elston Elston used to pray this um, prayer. He's, he's prayed over me a few times, and his prayer was that when it came to the body, for the stroke, he was that when it came to the body, that God would uh, heal the body to the point that every part of the body will operate the way that it's supposed to be. Okay. If it's a muscle, then the muscles would operate the way it's supposed to be. If it's uh, if the eye, or whatever, then it would. I mean, all, every part of the body, especially the is with the organ, everything was created for a particular job within the body. So his prayer is to God. We're praying for not only healing, but we're praying for that which is damaged to operate exactly the way you created it to operate, and everything. Right. Okay, and the purpose of that because when there's something wrong with the body, um, as he was saying, like if if the leg is broken, then the 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 the, the well, we know that the mind has to, um, 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 I can't think of the word, but the mind has to be taken. Okay, the, the leg is broken, we gotta compensate some kind of way, but it affects the rest of the body. Okay. It affects the it affects the rest of the body. That's not like the scripture. I, I don't think I pulled that up. But one of the scriptures that talks about that the eye talks about that the eye is not more important <laughs> right. than the hand and all that kind of thing. All these things were created to work together in unity. Every part of our body, everything that's in our body that was created has a function. Okay. It has a function, and when it's not working properly, it it creates a dysfunction. It creates a a disunity. Okay, 
So all those things are important. Now, what I want to do before we move on, because I, I wanted to pull the scripture up that comes out of one, uh, Psalms 133, and it says, For a whole lot good and the present is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. And verse 3 says, As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mount of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. And then, see, that's why I said that when we read scriptures, we got to go back and get the rest of it too, you know, because that's awesome. And this is what this is what unity unity will do for us, especially when we're in a relation to our relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay. The other part of that is that the world intercept they have their their system of unity and stuff like that. You know, with, well, you might get a group of people that agree to hate you because of the color of your skin, and they will march and everything. But they unify. Okay, right. but they unify. So I mean, man, this this um, I'm just looking at this and looking at some of the scriptures about unity. It's it's a very important piece, but I don't want to uh, take up all the conversation and everything like that. You, I think that was brother else. Okay, let's see who this was to just join us. Hello. Yes, it's me again. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Babe, I, I was. I'm glad to have you back, my brother. Man. <laughs> Yeah. So unity, man. See, look, I'm gonna say this, and then we're gonna look at some other things. Y'all know I gotta say this, right? Uh, <laughs> see, unity, like oh no, don't team. say it, don't say it, <laughs> don't say it. Nope. Here uh-uh. we go. Here we go. Say, <laughs> see, going to next. I came back at a bad time. I see. Mm-mm. Nope. I know you get ready. Nope. Just can't let that. <laughs> what would you say, man? Unity. Look, man, come on, bro. Look, man, unity is like with, with, like with sports. Look at, let's say basketball. You know, there has to be the team. Okay, has we to go be with basketball. Energy. That's a good sport. <laughs> <laughs> the, the team has to be together. Oh, Elston, I, I don't know where you missed the part, but I was sharing how when you do your prayer, when you used to pray for me and you pray for your son. And um, and anything like you would pray that God would uh, allow the body to be healed the way it was created to, to do, okay? Right, the way the way the way to, for it to operate the way it was ordained to be, the way it was created to be. Yes, okay. that's funny. I so just talk- prayed that prayer again today, so that's that's good. Yes. Okay, so I mean, can you explain it? Because I probably didn't do it. Can't explain it the way you can. Well, well, I mean, it's um, the way. If if you ever get an opportunity to study the Bible, just read—I mean, Bible—the body, even just a, 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 a just a little bit, you understand that everything that the body does, the way it's operated, is for um, um, for life for the body, um, for it to function, for it to to move, for everything, for what it needs to do, what you need your body to do, everything that's that's in the body is. is is um is built for the function um also the body was the way god created the body the body was made to heal itself and um it's amazing because if you think about when you when you cut your let's say if you cut your 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 hand or your skin or whatever um the blood rushes the blood rushes out now people say yeah that's what it does because there's there's you know your body's filled with blood but the blood actually 
what it starts to do is it, it pushes out any bacterial infection from that wound. It pushes it out. And then what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to clot and it develops a scab. And under that scab, that's when the skin and everything else is, is forming back together and it's healing itself. Um, just like when you have, um, if you, you um, sprain an ankle or whatever, the the they always tell you to to um to to ice it to relieve the inflammation but in actuality you shouldn't do that so quickly because when you bruise your skin your your ankle or whatever and it causes inflammation the blood rushes there to to produce healing in that area why because there's healing in the blood there's power in the blood and God had made our bodies so that whatever um, it whatever causes inflammation or anything. Now, too inflammation too long is not good, but what it's supposed to do is supposed to go to that area and it's supposed to produce the healing. It, it produces healing or whatever. Um, and um, and then after the healing is complete, the inflammation is supposed to go down. The problem is that. Um, we put ISO stuff too quickly to reduce the healing, which makes the healing process longer. Yes, yeah, painful because it's, it's it's healing. I mean, sometimes a, a scab would be itching. It would be it, it just scratches. It's just just like it's just irritating because it's healing taking place. So um, that's why the body is so important as knowing that it can be unified. Now, when the body's not unified, that's when all the diseases come to play. That's when all the diseases, because the body's not, one part or one function of the body is not doing what it's supposed to do. If the pancreas is not producing insulin, it messes up the whole body. The pancreas is probably as long as your, your index finger. But if it doesn't do what it's supposed to do, it can actually kill the body. Um, we know that the heart is a big muscle, um, but if it doesn't push out the blood, then um, then the body will stop working. The brain will stop working. If the you, you know people you've heard of people who were brain dead, the brain is not working, but they they keep pushing oxygen inside the body. So, but the person won't wake up. They can't function. So, everything that Every part of the body has a job, and it is all a part of one mission to keep the body moving. The, the feet keep the body moving. The toes keep you balanced. You need a toe. You need your toe, your gallbladder, your whatever, you know, you hear people getting removed. There was a reason why it was there, you know. And so um, um, and it's there to, to keep the body functioning for it to move smoothly. That's why we have every part in our body that's, that that we have because it's a unity and it's a function. Everybody has their own part to do, but the one task is to keep the body moving. I hope I didn't beat a dead horse, but, yeah. No, no, no. You just, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, did anybody have anything else they want to add? No, that was good. That was good, oh. though, right? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Because I was like, uh oh, that's there. I'll be quiet over there. Like, I said, dude, shut up, man. Shut up. <laughs> no, no, no. That was good. You know, and, uh, you know why I wanted him to do it because I didn't do it justice. So 
you know, again, um, everyone, I want to welcome those that are listening to the broadcast, so, um, live broadcast. Uh, R3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk, amen, uh, with my brother Elston Cleophis, Antonio, amen. And we're talking about unity, and unity is a very um, strong topic. Earlier about that we talk it, but there's no actions in it, you know. So where's the action? I think that was you, Cleophis, about sometimes the body of Christ. They they say it, yeah, we're going to do this and we do that, but when it really comes down to it, to, to it and stuff, then somebody's either missing an action or whatever and stuff. So the next question is for all, all of you guys, how do we address that kind of thing? Um, not just within the body of Christ, but within, all, I mean, all of us, just day-to-day living. Because unity covers a lot of ground. And, and, and we haven't really got into the family aspect or, of it or, or, or the, uh, the church aspect of it, or even for those that are in leadership, you know, aspect of it. So, but how do you deal with that uh, a situation where that you know that you're not unified and you know as, well I tell you what let's let's do it this way because most of us in leadership in some form that we know that you know the vision that God has given you okay but you have someone that is uh, or a group of people that don't catch the vision how do you respond to that uh, how do you get a people to catch your vision yeah, catch your vision um, how do you Bring them to the unity. Hmm. That's wow. That's that's good. Um, hmm. Wow. I got I got chew on this one a little bit. Okay. You want me to go to some and come back? <laughs> Please. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'll take a crack. Go, go at to it. a Dallas fan. He might know. Yeah, I take a crack at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Uh, and this has happened to me before. Um, usually when I get a vision and I set forth, uh, set the vision forth for the, with the team, it's usually uh, this one person or sometimes it's two people that actually don't fully agree on the actual vision that's being cast forth. And usually what I do to kind of bring down the resistance to ensure that what they're feeling doesn't, spread throughout the whole team, which can be detrimental to the overall vision that's being cast forth, is I would actually sit down one-on-one with any person or persons who uh, doesn't see eye-to-eye with the vision and try to get their perspective into why they feel the way they feel. And normally when I do this is I let them speak, I give let them express how they're coming with their point of view. Um, I reinforce that I'm actually listening to them and hearing their concerns. And normally when we go through this process, I'm really, I really find out why they really feel the way they feel. And sometimes it's an easy fix. Sometimes it's not an easy fix, or in some cases there is no fix. They just don't like the vision that's being cast forth. However, when you do come across situations where you can't seem to meet in the middle, uh, that's, again, that's when the aspect of compromise comes into play. So um, I think if you're trying to get people to catch on to your vision, one, you can't get offended because they haven't caught on because sometimes 
some people, God lays that vision out, and some people catch it, they're ready to run with it. Some people are not at that level, so you can't get offended if they don't catch on. And then, two, try to meet them where they're at. Uh, that's the second aspect of it. And then once you try to meet where they're at and you can't come up, if you come up with a solution, then great, then you can move forward. But in some instances where you can't come to a solution, don't feel like that person is not a valuable asset. Still don't don't look at them as uh, you haven't caught on to it, so I'm going to just push you over to the side. No, that person still has value. They just don't agree with it, but actually keep them working in it, and then eventually they'll catch on, and then they'll, you know, get, you know, push forward with it because sometimes people are visual. They have to actually see some results in order to catch on to the vision. Uh, some people don't need to have the visual. They just hear it, and then they're ready to go. So uh, I think the most important thing is don't get offended if you come across a situation like that. And then, two, uh, meet the person where they're at, and then try to work on a, a solution to move forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brother Cleopas? I think that was real good. Um, Thank you. Okay. I, I did all that. I, I think that I believe that uh, uh, just as Brother Antonio said, I think that one of the things that I do um, um, when it comes to um, sharing the vision with a with a team or with a group, um, I don't always share the vision with the whole team at the same time. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I will I will get the the leaders or um, the ones that the rest of the team look up to and want to emulate. And I'll sit well with them and share the vision with them because if I get their buy-in, then I'm more apt to get the rest of the team. If I get pushback from one of the perceived leaders um, on the team, I'm going to get pushback from the whole group. Um, People tend to follow other people. And if they see um, someone that they look up to um, complaining and murmuring about a situation, then they're going to complain and murmur without even knowing what what they're complaining and murmuring about. Um, so I try to get I try to get buy-in from from uh, leaders on my team, and if I get buy-in from my leaders on my team, I usually have very very little uh, pushback from anyone else because they just kind of like follow the leader, so to speak. Um, so that's the approach that I take, and 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 it it works pretty good. I just had a major uh, <clears throat> um, change in my team's uh, pace, pay, the way they get paid. And uh, it could have been a, a really uh, challenging situation had I gone at it the wrong way. So I just chose to sit down with the top performers and, and share it with them first uh, before I took it to the rest of them. And I have had zero pushback. I've had zero complaining and murmuring. Matter of fact, they've all been excited about it um, because the leaders are excited about it. Wow. So I think you got to be. I think to sum it up in a nutshell, I think you got to be careful who you share your vision with. If it's a vision that God has given you, I think you got to be careful who you share that vision with, because you have to understand that what the Scripture says, word gets sown, and immediately Satan comes to snatch that word away. That's well, right. He may not be able to snatch it away from you, but he might be able to snatch it away from the people that God has given you to have influence over. 
So I think it's important that you're, you're careful with who you're sharing that vision with and how you're sharing that vision. Amen. Hmm. Also, Amen. Also, I want to, as your brother was talking, and I, 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 yes, I totally agree with everything. But the other thing you want to add to that is, is in some cases, it's not meant <laughs> for uh, everybody can't follow you everywhere you go, okay? And uh, you know, there's some, you know, there's sometimes in our life that uh, brother Tony, you said, yeah, you don't want to cut the person off, and, and which is true, you know. But there may be a point in a time when that person may be set and ready to go start their own vision. <laughs> Go <laughs> through something that's mm-hmm. hard and everything like that. Would you, you know, give them a little encouragement? You be like, no, bro, it's time for you to go. <laughs> right. Okay, that's that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and again, that comes, especially with us as believers, that comes with. Um, the sermon and the Holy Spirit speaking us through those things, and some people just need to don't see it right then, right then and there, when it comes to the vision and everything. Because vision does require unity, whether the unity is in your agreement, uh, especially your your agreement with what God is trying to do. So you gotta say, okay, God, I follow you. Whatever you tell me to do, I do. And if they, you might not agree with the, the methods <laughs> or the way about going about it. Trust me, I know. Like, but you, there has to be the obedience part um, uh, when it comes to the vision and the unity. You're like, okay, God, you know what? I'm unified with you because I know that you got my best interest at heart. But then also, I believe there are times that people uh, come into our life and they're only for a season and everything mm-hmm. like that. And we have to be willing to understand, hey, look, then for the season. So, they w- was with me from part A to part B, but they're not with me to, to finish it off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it might be it might be for them. It's like okay, well, and then instead of leaving, as Antonio said, sometimes they might just have to sit back, not necessarily leaving, but the only way right. they would know that is um, is between you and God. But sometimes they have to go. Okay, you <laughs> use the football term <laughs> again. <laughs> you, oh boy. You know, <laughs> You're the Redskins quarterback. Um, there you go. There you go. You're going to take a seat on the bench. Yeah, he just can't um, let it go. <laughs> What'd you say? Here we, here we are in June, and we're still talking about football. I know. I'm, not I'm, talking about, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to move forward, man. Yeah. That's all. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to be that? unified and move forward, man. <laughs> we, we unified. I'm, I'm, we unified I'm pressing the toward the man. mark. That's what I'm trying to do. You. Okay. I like you the word you the just used. Yeah, I like the word you just used, Austin, about going to the mark. You know, because that's what the vision is for. You, you're moving forward. You're going to a specific thing. You're unified for a purpose. You know, I don't know about you guys. I don't know anyone that that are unified, but they don't have any vision. You know, they unify even even those that hate, like the KKK or there's some of these other hate. They unify, and they have a vision, <laughs> and they have a purpose, and they have it all worked out. What their plans are, all, all that kind of stuff. And this and this is just some example of the world. But what about the body of Christ, man? You know, um, I've always said, said this and um, believe that, and I think Elston used to mention this a lot, um, a lot too. That if the believers if the, everybody in the church body became on one accord, 
<laughs> you know, doing a worship service. Nobody should leave out that of that, that, that church day that day sick. Mm-hmm. That's no. right. You know? No. You know, if we right. ever in, in the in the Bible says that when that happened, they were so unified, it was so one accord that the priest couldn't even minister. Right. Because no. the spirit of God came down because people came for one accord to worship God. Nobody came to be seen. Uh, to be heard, they just want to come worshiping God so much that the priest could not even minister. That's in the Chronicles, oh. I think Second Chronicles somewhere, and 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 that's where we where we need to be as a body, where we need to be, where nobody's coming for any agenda but to magnify God. Right. When you magnify yeah. God, you know, when you exalt His name, when you glorify Him, when you bless Him. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> um, when you start doing all of that, mm-hmm. and you notice when you start doing that, you don't have any problems. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what you're doing is when you start magnifying, you are focusing all your attention on on our Father, our God, to the mm-hmm. point where you are making God bigger than any problem you have when you came to mm-hmm. church. Amen. So Amen. think about it, if you do that, not besides church but you do it every day so whenever something comes your way you start glorifying god and and all think about all the stuff you start doing a a a memorial service memorial services for memory so you start doing a memorial service of all that he has done for you in the past so you forget about what's going on right now to the point that you are magnifying god so much and glorifying so much that you forget about anything, and now you're focusing on him and not the problem. What that does is make Satan mad. Yeah, it does. Because really any persecution or anything that, that comes against what God does is to get the focus off him and put it on the problem. Because Satan doesn't want us praising God. He wants to think about stuff. Stuff, me, he, she, they, this, that, this bill, that bill. When we start focusing on God and start magnifying God and start praising him, no, we no longer have any problems. I'm not saying it's going to go away, but now you're focusing so much on that 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 you won't even worry about that problem. And you, and then you be in that scripture in Isaiah when it says uh, um, you'll be in perfect peace. He'll keep you in perfect peace when you keep your mind stayed on him. So now you're living a life of peace because you're not worried about the problems because you're making God bigger than your problems. Because you know he's going to supply it because that's what his word says. So mm-hmm. you now you're operating in faith because you're praising God, knowing that this problem is going to be taken care of because he said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And that he will supply all our needs. So I'm good. So now, even when this, I can praise God and thank him and glorify him and bless his name because this problem that's, that's trying to get me distracted is not going to be there anymore because he's going to take care of it. That's good, man. That's good. You, 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 hit, you hit on something. I, I taught a lesson a, a while back, on a, and it was centered around communication. <clears throat> and mm. Satan uh, desires to interrupt our communication with with headquarters with the Father God, mm. and 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 when you think about any time 
there's a war or a military maneuver, the first thing the military wants to do is they want to cut off communication between headquarters and between the troops in the field. Because mm-hmm. if I communication cut off, now the troops don't know what the command is, so they can't be unified with headquarters. So consequently, that's what Satan wants to do. Satan wants to come in, and he wants to cut off our communication. How can he cut off our communication? Okay, it's a problem come up, and now we get more focused on the problem that we're having, and we're no longer focused on God. You said it, and I keep my focus on God. I keep worshiping God and keep praising God through whatever I'm going through, and I make God bigger than whatever I'm going through. That thing gets small, and God gets big. And if God gets mm. big, he puts to naught everything else that's small in my life. Mm. Man, you hit it right there, bro. Mm. <laughs> The way you said it made it sound so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Glory to God. Man. That's what what Jehoshaphat did. Right. Because chapter 20. They came to him and they said, these three kingdoms are coming to crush you. And Jehoshaphat didn't go tell nobody and didn't go moan about it and complain about it. The Bible says he fell on his face and he started praying to his God. And he put the people on a fast and he went on a fast until they heard word from God what to do. And God told them to stand still. This battle ain't yours. It's mine. Right. Right. Come right. on now. <laughs> right. And that's where we need to be. Yeah. Is, is when we hear something, instead of us trying to go out and try to fix it and work it out and calling people, oh, pray for me, pray for this, we need to get to the point where we can just stop what we're doing and say, okay, let me see God about this one right here. Because I don't know. I don't know. And and like you said, the battle's not ours, it's God. So when stuff comes against us, remember, the only way Satan can, can mess with God when he's pick on his children. Yes. That's the only way Satan can mess with God. He can't so, touch God. He can't do nothing, but he can mess with what he loves. Yeah. So what's the best unity we can have? The best unity we can have is unity with the Father and with his son, uh, Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on. Yeah. Everything else means nothing. <laughs> right, right, Whatever right. Whatever throwing at me means nothing because I'm Don't unified. Mean that means I'm in constant communication with, with Father God mm-hmm. and the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And if constant communication with them. That means I am no longer leaning to my own understanding, but I am acknowledging him in all of my ways, and he's going to direct my path. Right. And you're not worried about nothing, because you know your daddy you got you. Good, you ain't worried about nothing, because you know your daddy got you. He's not even tripping. Mm. Wow. Good brother Tony. I mean, what can you add to that? <laughs> Whatever the Holy Spirit gave you, bro. <laughs> but, uh, actually, uh, what was just said was actually ministering to me because, um, you know, right now our family, we, we're facing our, our, what I like to call our Job season of just mm-hmm. making it through, you know, kind of like the Israelites, just making it through the wilderness. And it just seems like there's no end to us coming out of it and getting to the promised land. But, you know, just hearing your the words being spoken just a few minutes ago, it really touched my heart and it really touched my spirit because um, I found myself almost making the, the, the issues that we're facing bigger than the God that we serve. Mm. And, 
you know, it just really, the comments that were being made, it was really ministering to me because it was just like, you serve a God that owns everything. So right. why are you worried about what you're going through? That's my new. Because mm-hmm. when I, and I just started thinking about everything that God has um, provided for us and done for us, we haven't lacked anything. It's right. not what we want it to be, but we've lacked nothing while going through this season, while going through this uh, experience. So it just really helped me to just look at the whole aspect of we have unity with our Father, and our Father knows exactly what we need because he's the source of everything. So, And he's provided the resources at the right time when we needed it the most. And by him, by having unity in our relationship with him, He's also brought peace and the unity between my wife and I and between our children Amen. all throughout this process. So uh, I just thank you for the comments because that really helped to remind me he hasn't left me right. at the whole time. Right. I just need to continue to look to him, you know, for where my help comes from. So right. thank you, brother, so much for sharing that because that can, really ministered to me. Add, also, can I add to it? Also, that when when you and your wife or your your family y'all come together in prayer, when y'all come together, come together and come to prayer with thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. Come with thanksgiving, thank thanking God for what He's already done, and thank you thanking Him for what He's going to do. And do not, I mean, ask for wisdom, but don't go come to Him complaining over for grocery list. And then I'm encourage you. To pray for others. Yes. Pray for others. Yes. So now what you're doing is you're sowing a seed. You're sowing a seed because here I have a need, but I'm not going to go to God with my need. I'm going to go to God with the need of others. And watch what he, watch what happens because, you know, when you sow, you reap. Yes. So when you go praying for others, and I, I'm, I'm telling you this from experience, when I went to to God for others when I beseech him. My wife and I, we beseech God for others, not for ourselves, because we, we definitely needed the prayers. And this was like the last two weeks. Why did God come and meet our needs? And I, cause I forgot about it. And stuff started happening. Why? Because I stopped focusing on us. And I stopped focusing on others and glorifying him for what he's already done. Yes. And so that, what I did, so what I did with my congregation, I just said, hey, you know, because I'm teaching on this, I said, hey, write everything down that you are thankful for, and what we wrote down, that's what we went to God and thanked Him for. I'm talking about everything from the car to the food and refrigerator. One person said they they're so thankful that they can choose what they can wear each day. They can choose, or they can choose what they can eat. If they if they hungry enough, they can go out and eat, or they want to, they can sit and and make a make a big meal. But just a little things, uh, each other. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for for my kids, and I start telling my kids that they're a bundle of joy, and 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 just all this and that. So I'm in 
So I'm not going to God say, oh, God, this, and oh, God, that, and da, da, da. God, I thank you, God, for a sound mind. I thank you, God, that I can I can pray and, 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 and to you freely. I'm not being held captive. I'm not putting in jail because of my faith in you. I thank you for that. I thank you for a job. I thank you for the resources that you provide and the paycheck. And your paycheck, you may look at your paycheck and say, or this may not be enough for your month, but you know that God is more than enough. You're Jehovah Jireh. You're a provider. So you look at your paycheck now and say, I thank you that this paycheck is more than enough. I thank you for it. Just like Jesus did with the with the the bread and the fish. He gave thanks. He didn't look at it and say, oh, this is not enough. He gave yep. thanks to God for it. So when you start getting to the point where you start praising and thanking and looking back and say, God, you kept me. I don't know how you did it, but you kept us even during this time. I don't know, but I thank you. I thank you for the joy because the joy of the Lord is my strength that we can get through yeah. this thing. This is, God, you are just awesome. You just, what would you, if your kids say that to you, Daddy, you could just, you're amazing. You're just, you're smart. You can do this. You can do that. And I just love you, Daddy. What would you do? You do whatever you can to bless your child, your children. Yep. Yeah. Same thing with God. If you start getting to the point of just praising him and just thanking him for every little thing, just every, I just thank him for every little thing. Every little thing. I thank them for the the rain today. God, I thank you for the rain. It's still a beautiful day. It's still because you made it. You made this day. And somebody needed this rain, and I thank you. Maybe somebody's plans were were hindered or dampened because of rain, but somebody else needed this rain. A farmer needed this rain, and I thank you for blessing him. Amen. And that's unity because now you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about others now. Yep, and I'll, I'll say this too, uh, and and just to piggyback on that, I think you said that you and your family were in in, in your Job moment. Well, if you go to Job forty two and ten, and I'll read it. It says, "And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave twice as much as he had before." Mm. Mm. Man, when you get your eyes off of you, and get your eyes on God's people. And get your eyes on people and stop worrying about, and we stop worrying about our stuff and our situation and what's going on with us. And we start concerned for our first priority, which is God's stuff. You mm-hmm. take care of your stuff, and God is obligated to take care of your stuff. Yes. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Brothers, um, yes. I, we are out of time. Okay. <laughs> the, the light has grown no, all. No. Okay. That's good. That's because oh. I'm hungry too. All this talking made me hungry, so I'm good. <laughs> the light, the light is going off on the studio, but we're still recording. So uh, for those that are still listening, you will be able to hear everything that's being said in this entirely. Uh, before, real quick, before we get out of here, uh, there's two things I want to do. One thing I'm Reverend Elson, I'm actually to, to pray us out. Okay. Who? And um, Reverend Elson, Elson Green. Yeah, huh, right. <laughs> and then, um, um, and a special um, prayer for Brother Tony, and for those that may be listening that might be going through some similar things, okay? All right, and then I'm going to ask um, uh, Cleopas uh, to pray for you, okay? All right, so I want all, all, all four of us to be covered in prayer, along with 
other things, okay? But before we do that, I want to remind everybody you've been listening to Christmas Be Talk Radio. This has been R3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk. We have talked about unity. I want to encourage you. This has been an awesome broadcast. Man, y'all had me over here wanting to shout myself. So, bro, Tony, I feel you, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm like, I want to say hallelujah. You need to listen. We don't need to because the Holy Spirit is speaking, amen. But um, I'm grateful to every single one of you. One of the things I want to do first before Elson does it is I uh, I want to read the scripture. This is Jesus speaking. It's coming out of John chapter 17, verses 9. He said, and Jesus says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. For they are thine, and, uh, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these that are in the world, I, I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we as one. That's that unity part, okay? That they may be one as we as we are one. He said, while I, was in the, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them are lost. Hallelujah. But the son of perdition, that the scripture may be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. <laughs> that unity produce joy. I have given them that word, and the word hath, and I have given them that word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shalt take them out of the world, but thou shalt keep them from the evil. Amen. May God have a blessing. Read to the word. Go ahead, Reverend Elson. We're going to start with you. And, um, okay, see, what am I supposed to do again? I'm praying for I, what now? I, I, I want you to pray for the brothers, and just in general, but specifically on Brother Tony. Amen, because we're in agreement. Okay, we're unified with okay. it. And then I'm going to ask um, um, Cleo for us to pray for you. Because I don't want to leave none of us out, okay? Amen. Okay. All right. Okay. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. God, we give your name all the praise, all the honor and glory. God, you are a great God. You are an awesome God. You are a mighty God. God, you are everlasting. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are a provider, God. You are our healer, God. Whatever we need, God, you are, Father. You told Moses to tell Pharaoh, tell her I am. So you are whatever we need, Father. And we never suffer lack, God, because of who we are. We are your children. We are your sheep of the pasture, Father. So we enter to your gates with thanksgiving, and we enter to your course with praise and we thankful unto you, Father, and we bless your name, for you are good, and your mercy is everlasting, and your truth endure to all generations, God. We come lifting up the brothers here, on this, all the brothers, Father. They, they may be in situations, God, that they don't know how they're going to get out of it, Father. But I, I 
encourage them, Father, and I pray that you will prick their hearts, Father, that they will focus on you and they will make you bigger than their problems, that they will magnify you, Father, that they will glorify your name, God, and they will exalt your name, God, and and so much that they can't even minister to each other, Father, because they're so caught up in your presence, Father, because your word says you inhabit the praises of your people, God. So I pray, Heavenly Father, that as we worship you, as we praise you, God, that you will just, um, that it be a sweet smell of savor to your nostrils, God, and that you will just come down, Father, and and, and, and uh, see about us, Father. You're already with us, Father. But just your presence, God, the glory cloud could come, Father, and we just bask in your presence, God. And then when we're in your presence, God, there's no need because all we need is with you, Father. That's all we need because you take care of everything else, Father. So, God, so I just rebuke the enemy off of, off Antonio's in his household, Father. I know the enemy is upset and pissed off, but we come with the authority and the blood of Jesus Christ, and we rebuke the fowler, we rebuke the pestilence, we rebuke anything that's not of you, because we know, Father, that you come to bring us life and more abundantly, and we know that Satan kills, steal, and destroys, so we know that this is not God to buffet um, or to strengthen um, Antonio, God, but we know this is an attack of the enemy, God, and you are not pleased, so we rebuke it now, and we don't give him any more attention but to tell him to leave. We tell him to leave, and we cast every situation, God, you said, Father, in your word that Jesus became poor, that we might be rich, Father. So if there's a financial need, God, we're not only asking for bread, but we're asking for seed. We're asking, God, that he will have bread enough for him and enough to give to others, Father. That will be overabundance, Father, for you are more than enough. There was food left over, God. There was fish left over. There was bread left over when the multitude was fed. Let his needs be left over. Whatever his need, God, let them be more than enough, Father. Whatever his need. If it's finances, God, if it's emotional, God, whatever the case might be, God, you will supply it. It's already done, Father. It is already done. Yes, it is done, Father. You have have given us a package deal, God. You have, have taken care of our sins. You have washed away our sins. You have healed us in our bodies, God. You have, have made us prosperous, God. You have done all of that, Father, for us, and we claim it and we declare. We rest in that now, God. Antonio will have good sleep tonight, Father. He will have good sleep. His wife will have good sleep tonight. His children will have good sleep. And why? Because we know that you are with them, God. And why should we worry? If God be for us, who, what can be against us? And we thank you, God, for no weapon formed against your servant, your son, Antonio, that you call son, shall prosper, God. Yes, yes it will form, but it will not yes, prosper. Thank it you, is Jesus. just a it's just a shadow, God, that you will deliver us, like you said in your word, that you are our shepherd, and you also said that yeah, we walk through the valley of shadow of death. Yeah, the death is just a shadow; it cannot touch us. But what causes a shadow is the light, and Jesus, you are the light of the world. So we thank you for the light that lives inside Antonio, that causes a shadow of every problem that. That he faces with Father But we know that the battle is not 
it's not Antonio, but it's it's yours, God, and we Thanks. give it to you. We give it to you. We are unified. The brothers on this phone are unified as one, Father, coming together, standing, God, with Antonio, knowing that his needs will be met, and we can't wait for the praise report that he will share with us. Yes. yes. In Jesus' name, Jesus. God, we thank you. And it's done. I speak peace, be Jehovah Shalom to Antonio and his crew. In Jesus' name we pray. Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' Amen. name. Father, we thank you for Pastor Elston, Father. We thank you for pastors and leaders all over this land. Thank you that we will come unified as one in the body of Father, we thank you for the local congregation of Elston. Father, we members are coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west to sit in this, Father, to hear the word that you've put in his belly and you've put on his lips to deliver to your And, Father, we thank you that he would deliver that word with power and authority and assurance in your word, Father, for you've called him for such a time as this, Father. Now, Satan, remind you of your permanent appointed place beneath his feet, where you have no dominion, no power, no authority over him, mm. over his thoughts, over his words, nor over his actions. Mm. For he is a blood-washed child of the Most High God. Mm. God has called even before he was formed in his mother's womb. Mm. We just give you praise, glory, and honor for it. We thank you for increase and abundance in his life. We thank yes. you for increase and abundance in the lives of every man on the, under the sound of my voice, Father. Yes, we thank come. you for families, Father. We thank you for their children, their grandchildren, Father. Father, mm. we thank you that no weapons formed against us shall prosper, O oh Lord. Yes, and Lord, Father. just give you praise. We thank you for Matthew 6 and 33, Father, for we shall seek you first, not second, mm-hmm. but we'll seek you first in all that we do. We won't take worry for what we shall eat or what we shall wear or what shall come of us, Father, because if you could have taken care of the small things, the mm-hmm. birds, and the animals in the land, certainly you've taken care of us, Father. Yes. Word in Psalms 8 says, What is man that I am mindful of him? Mm-hmm. The son of man that I visited him. Father, you've given us command and dominion over all the works of your hand, Father. And we mm. take our proper authority in the land. We take our proper authority in the land. Oh, God, we take our proper authority in the land. And we yes. It's our faith now as mm. a unified body. This body, real life, real men, real mm-hmm. talk. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, Amen. Amen brother. I'm oh, shouting right. around here, man. I started shouting. I awesome, awesome had to put broadcast. it in mute so I could start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> awesome broadcast, brothers. Amen. Hey, look, Amen. again, I want to thank all of those who have joined us for this broadcast. This, look, you got to share this record wherever you are. Make sure you share this broadcast. I pray that you have a blessed uh, rest of the afternoon on this Sunday. Amen. Uh, God bless you. This is the real, real, R3, real life, real men, real talk, the brothers, man. Um, uh, signing out. Check us out next month. God bless you. Know that we love you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless. God bless. Thank you, guys. All right. All right.